0: Continuing with the series started last Wednesday about understanding demonic spirits and how they operate, um, let's bow our heads and pray. Okay, Father, we just ask that you minister to us tonight. Uh, open your word, open our eyes so that we can see, and help us in our Christian walk in Jesus' name. Amen. Uh, I would like to say this in starting, that it's a blessing for me because I came from two different cultures, one here and then where where Angela and I came from. And uh, I've gained a lot here in the United States um, from what I've been taught here. But one thing that I know uh, there is a paucity of in the United States is that uh, people, we don't understand fully demonic activities and how these demons are influencing people's lives, even Christians. And nobody is concerned about it. You just look over it. And then in some circumstances, I can tell something is going on wrong. But how do you convince them that there is a demonic presence behind what's going on in your life? And no matter how you handle it, uh, uh, a psychologist, a psychiatrist cannot help you to get truly well. You need knowledge from the Word of God so that you can place yourself in a place where God can bring deliverance to you. One of the greatest confusion I had, you know, as a a new believer, in my life, before I found Christ, I spent a lot of time, you know, going to voodoo doctors. uh, uh, We had, in in, in some circumstances, uh, sacrifice to idols, you know. I was a little kid, but I was... I was sure that this dull, dumb-looking uh, wood that they carved there is not God. He has a crooked nose, don't look like anything like us. is not well-placed. Uh, he never moves. The weather is showing on his, his the body. I knew it wasn't God. And uh, so he, when they said, kneel down and pray to this stuff, I'll kneel, but I'm saying I'm not praying to that wood. I was a little boy. I'm not praying to that wood, but I'll eat from the sacrifice. You know what I mean? And, and I enjoyed the meat, the goat meat, and whatever they have to give the dog, depending on what the uh, voodoo doctor had recommended. That was part is good. But after I became a Christian, out of God's mercy, I had a period of time where God allowed me to be settled and knew some things. And then all of a sudden, I started to have problems. Demonic problems, that is. When we pray, those of you that have been with me in Nigeria, they'll tell you, I feel something moving on my chest, you know that? And I felt all of that. And I said, well, what's going on? What's this stuff moving inside of me? When is it going to go out? He was uncomfortable, but nobody in those days could help me. And then I came to the United States and certainly there was no help here. You don't even talk to anybody. <laughs> They'll think you're nuts. So like I said last week, I spent seven days in a hotel room. I knew what it was and I decided to Fight amen and uh, from the time god freed me when i left that place it was as if somebody took a two by four and worked me real good i felt real hopeless he is really you know you're walking like in a zone or something and i was wondering where it was going to wear off but as soon as he left another thing you know we we'll i will come in at some other time I made up my mind during that time. I'm going to spend a lot of time praying in tongues. Not just speaking a few words in church. Uh, uh, Spending time. If you know me, you're me, you hear me speaking in tongues. And I don't do it quietly. I do it loud. If you don't like it, you go somewhere else. That's okay. But I do it loud. So the devil knows I know what I got. Amen. Amen. So when I came out of that, it's just like things started opening up. I started understanding scriptures better. I quickly learned before before long how to help people receive the Holy Spirit. Where in situations I can help, even if there are 100 people, they can receive at once. And so many Christians have been held back because of their past. And the things that they've allowed into their lives is affecting them. They have no knowledge of it. But I'm going to share this and next week also. I will be continuing in this. I want to share with you next week some of the things that you might be experiencing that should let you know possibly there is a demon behind this. Amen? Some of those things I'm going to be sharing next week. I'm going to be very open. I've dealt with demonic forces so 1988 all through 1988. I've prayed with a lady that was insane for two years. Insane for two years in a a meeting. I came out of the uh, pulpit uh, or the podium where I was preaching. And as soon as I stepped down, they held her her down. And uh, I walked down. They made sure that she was right at the bottom of the stairway as soon as I got down. As soon as she saw me, she started, you know, trying to get away from me. So I knew something was wrong. Nobody had told me. The brother had taken her from where she was living outside and brought her in. And so uh, I immediately laid my hands on her. Didn't know what was. But she was clawing at my hand. I said, please hold her hand back. I need to deal with this. The next day, she was with the group wanting to receive the Holy Spirit. Amen. She was free. People traveled from different places just to see. She was back with her family. Normal again. Some insanity, maybe not all uh, mental problems as a result of this. Some of these things I'll be sharing next week. And also telling you, teaching you how to handle them. Amen? How to free people from demonic oppression. Uh, and, and, and also, I'll give you information why sometimes you may not be successful. And those that you shouldn't bother you because there is a reason for it. Amen? Especially if they are Christians. If they've already come to christ if you're not seeing deliverance there is a reason for that so i'm going to be sharing that but what i want to share tonight is give you good information to let you know why demons come into human beings and how they come into your life we'll talk about how to deal with them next week and how to recognize that you may be having a problem a demonic problem not ordinary problem amen now The Bible tells us the earth is the Lord's and the fullness thereof. But we are told Satan is the God of this world. And I talked about that. He is the God of the system of the world. But he is not the God that created the world. And the world doesn't belong to him. And that's why God can say he is the Lord of heaven and earth. And everything on the earth, they are all his. Everyone that's dwelling on the earth, they are his. But this part of the earth, this part of the world, he is given to the sons of men. And we stay here and express ourselves right here. And I shared last week that the Bible says the heavens, even the heavens are the Lord. But the earth he has given to the sons of men. This is our domain. We are the only creatures here that should function here on the earth. Satan is not permitted because he's not human to function here on the earth. The only way he can function on the earth, through a person. God himself may want to do good for mankind. He wants to be good to all men, but he can't do it. He's got to do it through a man. He came, Jesus came. That's why I said last week Jesus referred to himself more. If you read through the scriptures, Jesus doesn't refer to himself as son of God. I'm the son of God. He tells you the son of man, son of man. What he's saying, I am a man. I have authority on this earth to operate. But being a perfect man, his authority was limitless because he had no sin. And then it was a man here on the earth. Because the earth was given to man. So when he shows up, the demons recognize he has authority over us and we can't resist him. He is a man and he has authority to walk on the earth. The reason the Bible tells us in Jude 1, 6, the angels who did not keep their proper domain, but left their own abode, he has reserved in everlasting chains. Under darkness for the judgment of the great day he's not going to reserve them he has already reserved them with chains with everlasting chains he says he has reserved in everlasting chains on that darkness Now, get those two words are important if you let them into your life guess what they come in with your life with Chains and darkness. That's why you, you, you can be a Christian. If they're there, you just don't have understanding. No matter how much messages you hear and how many people lay their hands on you, you stay a baby because they've come in with chains and you are bound and you are in the dark and fearful full of fear so they need to be out of your life for you to be free amen so that's what god has done is reserve them in change or waiting for that day the thing is don't give them access into your life if you do anything to give them access they want to be in your life once they come in they don't like getting out they like staying in there they like staying in there. I'm going to approach it this way so you can understand. You are a man or a woman. The real, per- your true person is your spirit. Your spirit is the real you. You, li- you have a soul and you live in the body. You express yourself in our world through your five senses. You have a need to express yourself in your world through the five senses. Now, if somebody takes out your vocal cord, right? You can, or cut out your tongue. You're still you, right? Your person is still there. You are still talking, right? You still can talk and hear yourself. But that part of you that can express in the natural world is no longer there. So guess what? You can't express yourself in the natural world anymore. That part is gone. Does it make sense? Now, if you listened to music, and, and some of us, you know, as soon as you hear music, uh, some music playing the memory comes back, right? <laughs> and you go right back to where you used to be and all of that, they, they all come in. Now, you listen to music and you hear people speak, but if your eardrums are completely removed, guess what? You can't hear anymore. All you You can still sing, possibly, but all you sing is from what you heard from before you got your ear, your eardrums removed, you're still here. you still. What I'm saying is, he's still you, the same person. You want to express yourself in the natural world by hearing what's going on, but you don't have the mechanism to do it anymore, right? There's nothing different in your being. It's just you can hear. If I cut your 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 feet off, or your legs off, and your hands. You can move, if you close your eyes, you can still move around, right? But you don't have the mechanism to do it, right? You can't express yourself anymore in the world. Your brain is no good without the five senses. You need them to give information and they need to relate back. The brain can relate it, pick up something, but you don't have a hand to pick it up. You can't express. Now... You need to understand that demons, they are in our world. They're just like us too. They are personalities. They want to express themselves as well. But they cannot express themselves themselves on the earth the way they want to express themselves. You need to understand, and you've read about angels. Angels speak, right? They talk. They sing, amen? They move. Just as you have that desire to talk, to laugh, to sing, to kick back sometime and relax, right? (laughs) Listen to music. Demons want to do the same on the earth, right? But they can't express themselves. Not on the earth. They really can't. So, the way to express themselves is to get into a human being. You know, demons are the source of all misery on the earth. All misery. They need to express themselves. Every sorrow. Every distress. Destruction. Death. Demons are behind it. They're looking for somebody to do that. Just as we have a desire to express ourselves, they want to do that. There are all kinds of demons. There are demons of lust. There are all kinds of demons. They want to s- express themselves through an individual. I've dealt with situations back home. Demons that are involved with, with uh, divorce in the home. I had a, a woman. Uh, <laughs> I think I warned one of my friends that went with me from Nigeria, from United States to Nigeria to minister. I said these ladies are going to come to you, and um, they're going to be saying some things. But I was just scared to tell him know that, and uh, because he won't know what it to, how to deal with it. But while we were in Nigeria, I think we were visiting Angela, visiting Angela for the first time. You remember you made us to so minister. All of a sudden, he got up from his seat and walked towards me while I was ministering to somebody. He said, good luck. I got to talk to you. Said, Uh-oh. But I was smiling inside. I knew he's got it. He says, that woman is telling me she has a spirit husband. What's that? I explained it to him. Huh? I said, yeah, he's real. Deal with it. He's just a demon. Go handle it. He looked at me like, really? Okay. He went and dealt with it. He wanted to know more. Now, there are soul ties. There are demons. You wonder why the, the uh, rate of divorce in the United States is so high? You think it's ordinary? The demonic force is involved. Even with Christians, it's the same. The same. There are soul ties, and I'm going to come to those things. Those things, you don't take anything for granted. You don't take anything for granted. This woman told me, she said, I have a spirit husband, my first one. I have a spirit husband. I want to keep my husband. If I let him stay, he's going to cause trouble in my home and we'll be divorced. I got up and I asked my mom, what is this? I never heard about this before. My mother explained it to me, and I went back like, Yeah, lady, I'm going to take care of it. Don't worry about it. And we cast the demon out. She was happy. She had some kind of a pain. I believe there was a covenant between this woman and the demon and something in the back of her head. And uh, she said, she explained it to me. It didn't make any sense to me, but to her it was very serious. And I playfully said, okay, where is it? I'm going to pull it out. Just by faith. She said, over here. I did that just in jesus name nothing there and she's like what's that she says gone and left these things but you don't play with these things when they come into your life they're gonna if they destroy your marriage they're gonna destroy you they'll destroy you it's it doesn't end they don't know how to stop that's why the bible says you can't take fire into your bosom and not be burnt It's very enticing. It looks like something great. Don't go there. Don't open the door. Some of us need to be dealing with soul ties that are are affecting our lives and our marriages today. You need to deal with that, you know. That's one of the reasons for divorce. When I was traveling as an evangelist around the United States, and one of those things that will happen with young couples, if they have that in their lives, or there is a spirit that is connected from their past in their lives, they can get pregnant. And when I start telling them what their dreams look like, they're like, how did you know that? Well, I knew because you got this problem. And I said, that's why you can't get pregnant. Let's cast out the demon and we'll have a baby. Amen. It, it, it's something that we need to know. So think about, the th- that's what I did. Everything that I did in my past that I considered evil, I confessed it before God and said, God, I want to be free from it. Everywhere that my parents took me to, those seven days, I stayed on my knees before God and I addressed those demons. I want to be free. I'm not going to let you stay in me. You can enjoy them for a while, but they are destructive spirits. What they do is force to defile your life. Defile your life. Many boys and girls have been defiled in their home, maybe by an adult, who also was defiled way back there. And those people carry it out. They, They grow up and they're doing exactly the same thing. Everything is connected spiritually. You need to know the root. And just don't think things are just happening to you. There is a powerful demon behind it. And when it's through with destroying whatever he's trying to destroy, you are going to pay the price yourself. He destroy you. And if you let him, I don't believe this one saved always saved. <laughs> if you let, there's no demons going to be going into heaven. Amen. And you got to take care of these things. They will destroy you, destroy your finances. And then when you're gone, they follow after your children. That's why we have generational curses. Uh-huh. The demons doing it. They finish with you, kill you, and then they face your children. Because you've given them permission into your life and into your home, they have a right into your finances as well. You brought them in, you allowed it. When Angela and I go overseas... We look at the, we want to buy things to bring back. If something looks like some adult, he's not coming into my home. And if you bring it in, your home is going to be oppressed. We come into that. Amen? You don't want to do some of these things. These things are so important. Sexual immorality is one great way to allow Satan to come into your life. And to have soul ties. Depending on who you are with. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> if it's a wicked woman guess what's going to happen to you you got a soul tie you are going to become wicked until that demon is cast out of you your life just begins to change and go then you can't stop it let me tell you no matter how tough you are how powerful you are uh you can't whip a baby demon believe me you cannot you cannot whip a baby demon. They'll kill you. They'll ki- they don't come just for game. They have, no, they have no respect for your life. So don't let him in. Amen? So demons are spirits. They want to express themselves. When they defile an individual, you see the homosexual thing. I was dealing with one fellow. You don't know him, so I can mention his name. Ken, uh, Kenneth or so. In, in, jo- in uh, College Station. He says he, he was born that way. Good luck. You don't understand. I was born that way. This is DNA. I said no. I don't believe it. I think you were defiled. Somebody did something to you. You were sitting in a van, and I was witnessing to him. I said somebody defiled you somewhere. You allowed this thing into your life somewhere. He started crying, and I said, what, "Did I say something wrong?" because he was he was really heaving crying real hard he was his stepfather i mean his stepfather that did it to him he said good luck he's been telling me constantly this is who you are you are a fag you'll always be one when i dealt with kevin his name is kevin when i dealt with kevin when he was ready one night oh you needed to have to you needed to have been there the demon was really tormenting him. He didn't believe in it until we started praying. Amen? But when we started praying, the demon started manifesting. His mouth would open so wide. He, and we're telling this demon to come out. I was late. I was in college. Texas A&M. And uh, he rolled on the floor. He screamed. He like he was going to die. And I was doing everything to calm down. Your demon stop tormenting him. These things are serious. One sexual act, depending on who you are with, can destroy your life forever. One. Because you become one. Amen? According to the scripture. And you don't want to go there. So important. They want to express themselves, to defile a man. One thing with the devil is this. He, like I said, has to express himself. Man has the widest range of expression on the earth. So his highest price to express himself here, his highest price is to get into a man. That's what he wants. Because in a man, the range of expression is so great, he can fully express himself on the earth. Another reason is, we were made in the very image of god he wanted to be god so to have possession and influence over a man that's his highest price do you understand where i'm going that's his highest price you can't get any better than this a man willing for me to come in and express myself in the world amen That's why I said he has evangelists where he uses one person to bring another person in so they have more people that they can use to express themselves. We're going to be talking about how to deal with them. The devil needs rest. (laughs) Amen? He has to rest. Let me read this scripture to you. Matthew 12, verse 43. We got that. He says, when an unclean spirit goes out of a man he goes through dry places seeking rest and finds none what does he seek when he leaves a man's body he needs rest what does that tell you the only way he finds rest is to be in the man that's the only way he can find rest if he's forced out of a man, he doesn't like it. That's why they don't want to get out. I've had them saying, I, this person belongs to me. They're talking to me. This person belongs to me. He is mine or she is mine, and you can't have her. You remember that in Georgia? I had this woman I had with multiple personalities. Amu just saying a simple... Angela was with me. Just a simple um, prayer for her to receive the Lord. I had to use some kind of... Uh, dulled way to help her to receive christ she she could only understand friendship because she didn't like men and i told her this man is the greatest man he he could for some reason she understood it and was willing to allow this man to come into my life i said but you you need to pray with us to, to let him come into your life he'll take care of you he'll never abuse you he'll die first before he'll abuse you." she said i want him i want him to be my friend we held hands and we were praying angela was on by my side And we held hands praying, and she was very excited to say this prayer. And then we started, uh, Lord Jesus, and she went with me, and I want to be your friend. And all of a sudden, she pulled her hands off my hand. And she looked at me straight, real stand. She's mine, she says. She's mine. You cannot. He told me, you cannot have her. And he's looking straight into my eyes and i said really okay i said "Uh, did you do you see this woman over here i pointed to angela and she did straight to angela and right back to me i said that's my wife i don't need this woman for anything okay you're saying i can't have her i don't need her i said but she told me with her own mouth that she wants jesus to be a Lord and Savior. And, then, and I, then I said, who are you? Immediately, she went on the floor. Remember that, Angela? We started casting out the demon. We can talk. I know the law. I know the word of God. You can't just trick me that way. I know where to go. And where I was ready to get that demon, and every demon that was in her, out of her life. And we got testimonies afterwards. How changes came into her. Even for my psychiatrist. How changes came into her life. But it started sometime back there. They don't find rest. When they leave a man's body, there is no rest for them. They go through dry places seeking rest. Seeking rest. The only place to find rest is flesh. They need flesh because this earth was made for flesh. And they don't have one. And if they have to express themselves, they have to be somebody that is why in the last day we are going to have the antichrist you know what that is now it's going to be a man that devil the devil possessed totally that's what it's going to be he can't operate without a man he doesn't have rest he's got to find a man on the earth and you don't want that to be you amen that's why they don't they never want to go let me read this story you remember the story jesus went up uh the Gaderian uh, uh demoniac and uh, jesus said come out of the man huh. that's one thing notice something one spirit was speaking to jesus right and jesus asked what is your name and this demon said "Legion," right for we are many yes So demons, they can come in and be in a man, and a lot of them, but they don't want to be outside a man. If they can't find a man to express themselves through, the next good thing is an animal, right? They want an animal. And you saw the story in Matthew 4, uh, Mark chapter 5, verse 10 through 12. It says, also, he begged him earnestly notice how they really didn't want to go they were begging jesus please don't send us out of this man they were dealing with the son of god begging him because of the pain and the unrest they were having in their life demons if he told totally let them go he said they earnestly begged him that he would not send them out of the country no to dry places don't let us go please a demon Begging the Son of God so that they can be around. He said, now a large herd of swine was feeding there near the mountains. So all the demons begged him, saying, send us to the swines that we may enter them. They just need flesh. They need to express themselves. If they can't have a man, for a while, an animal would do. Can you, can you get the picture? They were begging him. Please. Please, please have mercy. Let us go. Okay, we we know you're not going to let us enter, man. (laughs) But we got these animals there. Give us permission to go. You see, they can't enter unless they what? They have permission. Why didn't they just leave and go to the animals? No, they can't. So you have something to do with it. Did you get the message? You have something to do with it. And this is so key when it comes to freeing you from demon. Okay? If you're not willing to be free, guess what? Nobody's going to be able to free you. Nobody. Nobody. Especially if you're a Christian. Nobody's going to be able to. You can go and keep running from one place to the other. Uh -uh. It's not going to work. You have to be willing and recognize there is an enemy in your life now demons will occupy alone or in company we talk about that they will occupy alone or they will occupy people's lives in company when they cannot enter into a life because the life is somewhat dedicated to Christ. You understand what I'm saying? Then they call for reinforcement. When one demon cannot gain access, they go and get reinforcement so that they can enter this person and be in the person. Let me read this scripture to you. uh, Matthew uh, chapter 12 verse 43. We read part of this. He says, when an unclean spirit goes out of a man, he goes through dry places seeking rest. And finds none. Then he says, I will return to my house from which I came. That's something I really don't like for the devil to be calling my body his house. That's evil. He says, I'm going back to the house from which I was driven. And when he comes, he finds it empty, swept and put in order... Then he goes and takes with him seven other spirits more wicked than himself, and they enter and dwell there, and the last state of that man is worse than the first. So shall it also be with this generation, this wicked generation. Jesus is saying in our generation, when an evil spirit is gone out of your life, you had to stay with Jesus and let Jesus come in and go all the way because when you go that way and you let them come in your last state is going to be worse than when, what you were like the reason why they are able to get access is lack of total concentration lack of total concentration When you come to Christ, sometimes just by accepting the Lord Jesus Christ, some of them will just just leave because they can't handle the presence of Jesus in your life. But when you are not totally committed to God, guess what's going to happen? They are seeking access to come in. They know they've been driven out of your life. The place is clean, it's in order because Jesus put it in order. But you are not totally committed to Him. You are playing the Sunday morning church game. They know. They know what's going on. You still keep some of your old friends. (laughs) They know what's going on. You're playing games. And in in, in churches today, it's amazing what Christians do behind, you know, uh, even in relationships. He knows what's going on. You give him access because you are not totally committed. When we talk about reading your Bible, praying, spending time with God, I'm going to be coming with a message how to handle unbelief. But all of these things begin to influence your life. And all that time, they're outside, no rest for them coming back to check if uh is it okay now to come in oh he's still too concentrated they go back in for a while. <laughs> oh, and when and back again after one year <laughs> he's still praying in tongues oh no we can't do that No, now but man, we're really tired when is he going to stop doing all this church thing so we can come back and they come in one day and uh, the guy is acting silly <laughs> this is going to be good <laughs> Last time I was alone when they drove me out. If anybody's going to drive me out this time, they will have to fight these other guys. So he goes and he gets these other ones and they all come in and they leave in that person. I've seen people who came to Christ and then they turn away. Guess what their life's like? They're wicked. I know of a guy today in my country. He died because he was in a church he, he was very close to the pastor, and I'm going to be very open with you when I come the next week, the same time too. He was very close to the pastor he's gone you won't know him his name is Roland. In fact, one day my brother told me my brothers told me they were not saved then they told me uh, if that's the way Jesus treats you guys the way he's acting, we don't want that, but you are helping us the way you're living in other words, they're telling me don't you do what he's doing because you are the only hope we got we need to watch what is going on but they were not christians roland was so wicked after he went back he was taking advantage with this pastor he's just like uh, eli's son offene and phineas this great pastor in nigeria he's been on tv here with Benny Hinn and all of that he was they were received about the same time and he brought this his friend to be with him but one girl that i was dealing with ministering to she told me that that's what he does when you go to him he'll talk to you about the bible but then the next thing he wants to sleep with you mm-hmm. and he was doing that and he was successful with a lot of them mm-hmm. he got so filled with demons <sighs> when i went back in 1988 i asked a question where is this guy They said, oh, you don't want to talk about that. He had sunk so low, he slept with his stepmother. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And when he died, we have a culture, when you are too wicked, they believe that you are not good enough to be put in the earth. They take you to the jungle, leave your body there, so that animals will eat you that's what they did with this man mm. true story true story when i heard it i was i was I, oh god please help me born again amen turned out the true roland's body out in the jungle for animals to eat he was never buried huh. that's what it is if you go that way and you give them access into your life as a christian you know what the word is and the warnings there you don't deliberately go you go but you come back and get cleansed again forgiveness so that you can continue to go you open the door not one will come when it's over you are so wicked possibly no redemption just like with roland threw his body in the jungle he was younger than myself He put a lot of fear in me. You know what I mean? A lot of fear. Could, did Roland know he was doing something bad? He do, but he couldn't help it anymore. It was over. It was over. That's so why when I hear people talk about once saved, once saved, always saved, I say, well, we'll find out. Yeah. Why don't you preach it to the devil? He'll believe you. He even encourage you, brother, don't worry about it. Let's keep going this way. <laughs> you say that prayer to the Lord last time. We're going to heaven. Sure, sure. When human beings are throwing your body away because you are so wicked and the church wants nothing to do with you, how are you going to get there in heaven? I don't know. Consecration is very important. Even if you are being oppressed today, if you make up your mind, I am going to chase after God and I'm going to deal with God, these forces will begin to get out of your life. And God will begin to open your eyes as to what's going on with your life in different areas so that you can free yourself he'll begin to open up truths. That's why many, some Christians who've gone, they have no understanding. They've been Christians for 30 years, but they can't do anything to help anybody in Christ. Why? Because they're blinded by demonic forces. Their prayers never get answered. It do not bother them They go to church on Sunday morning because of demonic influences in their lives. So we really need to understand some of these things. Satan's, Satan has his evangelists. For men, men don't, as an experience with a pastor, as a pastor, I watch men, and I'm always very concerned, and, and ladies, please don't take it wrong, but be very careful the kind of group that you find yourself in. Amen? There are some evangelists. Bible warned about the spirit of Jezebel. You know what that is. And if you are in a place and, and uh, somebody is trying to say things, possibly against the church and the pastor maybe there's a little truth to it you need to move okay if you don't move some of the things are going to even if you notice something that's going on why don't you spend time praying you know instead of going into that group my experience here and i generally just overlook it but i decided i'm not going to these are children of god i'm responsible i need to let them know the truth I will confront somebody now. If I know you're doing that, I'm going to tell you, look, what you're doing, you're going to hurt yourself. Not me. I used to I'll go with the attitude. I'll let them go. They will have to deal with him. But I'm a shepherd. Do you understand what I'm saying? I'll talk to you. I'll talk to the ladies. If you don't quit, you're not going to hurt me. You leave the church, that's fine. But Or some other person will come. But you're going to destroy yourself. And before long, your children are going to be destroyed. I've noticed some of those people, their children will never accept Christ. You wonder why. They go to church every Sunday, but their children want nothing to do with it because of some of these things. There is a demonic influence there. And then it runs from one generation to the other. These things are so important. You need to stay away from that. I've had situations. Women come together. They want to do something. Make sure it stays in the Lord. If you don't, once it takes the wrong turn, you're going into something that's demonic and it's going to affect you. Amen. God also needs people. Ezekiel chapter 22 verse 30 says, So I sought for a man among them who would make a wall and stand in the gap before me on behalf of the land that I should not destroy it. But I found no one. See, God cannot do anything. He needs man. You understand what I'm saying? Demons can't do anything. They need a man. They need a man. Without a man, God can walk. So that's why Jesus said, pray this way. Thy will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Why? Because if a man is not crying out on the earth for God's will to be done, even God cannot make his will be done here. It's amazing. Do do you get what I'm talking about? Not even God can. So he's encouraging us, please pray pray jesus was telling his disciples join me in prayer this was god himself right join me in prayer i need men can't you wait with me just one hour in prayer i need your prayer so that god can walk through us that's why we pray so that god can come in we'll give him permission into our lives then that means anointing right and then he you, you he walks through you to reach other people you're just like a donkey. No kidding. <laughs> he uses you to get his stuff done. Don't think when they clap, you know, like Jesus going into uh, Jerusalem, all the people coming out to welcome him and the donkey is saying, I'm so famous. Look, they're even putting their clothes on the ground so I can walk off. No, you're just a donkey. It's, it's, the one. it's up there. Amen. <laughs> so whatever he's doing, I don't look to it. Just look to what God has called you to do. But the same thing demons want to do. They need you, right? And you become a demon's donkey. <laughs> I like the word no way. <laughs> okay? No, who wants to be a demon's donkey? To ride you. <laughs> uh-huh. Let me share with you some of the ways, and I will continue. I'm going to close because of time. Some of the ways that demons come into people's lives. Generally, through words and actions, through words and actions, there are certain things that Christians should not do, words that you shouldn't say, Uh, Those things are very important because once they come out of your mouth, you've given them access. Uh, You may think you are being real, but you are being stupid. You say what the Bible says, okay? You can't be repeating things that are against what the Word says over your life constantly. The words matter a lot. Actions matter a lot. What you do matters a lot. There are certain activity, activities you don't want to get involved in, especially with the demonic. Uh, sometimes I'm amazed how Christians can be so enthralled by uh, movies that are horror movies, you know, and they really enjoy that. If you enjoy stuff like that, <laughs> watch out. It's not from I, but me being from Africa, I take one look and I'm out of the room. It's not like I'm afraid. It's not like I'm afraid of demons. I've dealt with them. The real one, okay? But I don't need to see all of that stuff. Some things that I knew, I I told my daughter, please don't watch this stupid stuff called Mamid. You remember? Because I saw the Mamid stuff, and what I had dealt with, with people who have, so, so to speak, water spirits, okay, in Nigeria. I'm amazed at how these movies, those Nigerians haven't seen any of those movies. Do you understand what I'm saying? But what I see in the movies correlates with what I've dealt with in the natural. And I'm wondering who gave them this understanding to make movies like this for the children to watch. And so that gives them access Demons access into their lives as they buy into this type of things. So I warn my children, you don't see those type of movies. When Gracie was in elementary school, she told her teacher because she was going to show them. And she says, I'm not watching that. They put her in a different room and she stood the ground. You don't want to do that. I've dealt with people who think, you know, playing with Ouija board. They get demonized by just playing with Ouija board. You can't play with those type of things. You can get demonized by smoking marijuana. You know why? You know they burn incense in the Old Testament to God? And there are people who still worship today burning incense, and that thing has some kind of uh, fragrance. It attracts them. You understand what I'm saying? You can't stop. I know you call it addiction. We'll come into that later. You call it, he has an addiction. But some addictions, along with the addiction, there is a demonic force behind it. You get what I'm saying? So you don't want to go into all of these things. They want to be God. You know what I mean? You're burning something that smells. uh, You can attract them. These things are so important. You don't play with, you know, reading palm, palm reading, or something like that, or horoscope. You know, they call themselves, you know, uh, I am cancer. You know that? Is that cancer? For July. And who made you cancer? <laughs> and then you read those things, you know, for, for, for something for your future. you open yourself up. Those things are so important. I can't tell you the whole gamut of things that you shouldn't do. But you can't do some of these things. And Satan doesn't care whether you know it or not. He he maintains his right. You did it, and I'm coming in. So we have to be careful. That's why the Bible tells us even to pray over our food. Sanctify the food. You know what I mean? Because you don't know where it's coming from. Some of these things are so important. The words that you speak, you know how it is. Many of us have heard, if you tell your children that they are dumb, 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 guess what they become? Uh, uh, What do you think happened? You think just because people say dumb and that's what's happened, the kid becomes dumb? No. You open open the door. You open the door. You call them dumb. We're going to make them dumb for you. So all of these things are so important. What you do. So through words and actions, there are generational causes that we need to be aware of. If you have parents, that have certain characteristics that you know, you really don't like. Okay. Even with regards to drugs drinking and getting drunk, they'll tell you it's DNA. <laughs> You're susceptible to that, but as a Christian, you can break that, that thing. Amen. You can put a stop to it, so it doesn't go on to your children generational curses what you do matters a lot it affects your children and for me i'm a generation first generation christian in my home and i'm looking forward to what's going to happen to my children in the future based on the things that i believe and work with this is so important my life was affected because my parents took me to voodoo doctors when i was a kid when i grew up guess what i started doing I started going to voodoo doctors myself Right over, over my, before I got saved. If Jesus hadn't come into my life, I would have gone heavily into that. So what, what you do is going to affect the kids. Notice parents of people, children, uh, parents who are divorced, guess what happens to their children later? It seems to go down the generation. Let me tell you what's going on. Okay. How many of you heard about familiar spirit? That's what is going on. You see, a spirit never dies. If they gain access into your home, okay, and they walk through your life and you die, guess what? You become spirit and you're gone. But they are not going anywhere. They are still here. They look for another person. And generally, your home is the right place. That's been their house, right? One of your kids or all of them, they go into that to continue. He continues in the family until somebody says, no, I'm going to break this for my family so that there will be change for the children. That means you stood in the gap. If in the home, no father, mother, generation back, there's never been any history of success in life. Guess what's behind it? You become a Christian, but it's still there. You need to fight your battle. Because God, you can win the battle. We'll talk about how to win the battle. Generational curses, they're there. And they can be very strong in the lives of people. Then there is unholy relationships. Unholy relationships. People need to be very careful who you bring into your life. Sometimes bringing somebody into your home can change everything in that home. Yes. Just bringing one individual. That's loaded with demons. Your home is going to change. That's the third place demons like to you. How many have heard about haunted houses? <laughs> if they can't possess a man, can't possess a woman, guess what? A house that a man built is good enough. They'll stay in there. All of these things are real. Your relationships are so important. God defines relationship. For a Christian, you walk with other Christians. He's not saying not to be friends with other people. But your business with them is supposed not to be intimate. Okay? In any level. You understand? You can be your friends. But I really cannot, as a Christian, have a very, very close friend who is not a Christian. If they're demonized, guess what's going to happen to you? If they are drunk, guess what's going to happen to you? The Bible is very clear. And certainly, as a Christian person, you don't want to have relationship or sexual relationship with somebody who is not a Christian. You don't know what you're getting into. Amen? Amen? You really don't know. When I got saved, and I have shared this story with Pastor Andy, God allowed me to see what's behind some of these sexual immorality things. There are demons behind it. That's how I got free from that. There's a kid. Well, it's not a kid. It's a grown man. i married. He got, it was a very nice church fellow, you know. Doing well, young people, young, one of the young people in the Baptist church, they were doing so good, he said, he told me, I really love God. And I was living for God. And his friend deceived him to go be with a, a wicked woman. Okay? His life changed. He His life changed from that time on. He couldn't stop himself from doing these immoral things. He was a very young kid, probably a teenager. But at that time, he was sleeping with grown women. And uh, I went to their church to minister. And uh, Baptist church, the young people wanted to receive the Holy Spirit. I think about 19 of them received that night. He was among them. He sat back and never came out few days later, I can't go into the details, he decided to come to my home. And that day, I'd been praying all day. I knew something was up. I didn't know what it was. I knew something was up. Something. I I felt so lost and alone. I never felt that way. So I I confessed every sin that I thought I must have committed. I cried out to God. I spoke in tongues for an hour. He didn't work. I said, what's going on, God? Why am I not feeling this release? Why am I feeling so dirty and, and away from God? And then finally, around 12, the the whole feeling left. But at that time, I already knew I was praying for somebody. In the evening, this guy came in. He said, "Uh, good luck. I want to receive the Holy Spirit. I said, great. I love to do that. Amen. So I took him to my room, and I shared the scriptures with him again. And I was going to go my normal route, you know what I do with them to help them receive the Holy Spirit. And then after I got through, I said, I'm going to pray with you now. He said, uh, but before you pray, I want to tell you something. I, I have something I need to tell you. I said, okay. He said, you know, remember you came to our church? I said, yes. He said, uh, and you've called the young people to come out to receive the Holy Spirit. He said, I was there, but I didn't want to come out because I knew my life was bad. So I said, you were the one I've been praying for all day. And he continued. He told me his story. He, about how he had been with this uh, woman. And from then on, he's, he still loves going to church, but he was doing things that his mates were not doing. They were seeking after God. He wanted to. You understand what I'm saying? And he couldn't because he constantly was going back to this time. So I said, okay, you have a demon, and I'm going to pray for you. When we started praying, and when I started praying for him, he started manifesting. And if you saw the way he was acting, you would think he was with a woman. Excuse me. his body movement. So I knew it was a, an, an evil spirit. You don't want to go there. Today he's married. He's learned his lesson. He received the Holy Spirit the same day. But he's learned his lesson. And he's free now. Turn with me to uh, uh, Second Corinthians chapter 6. I need to read this. And now... Uh, Uh, close and we we'll continue next week. I've taken a lot of time tonight. Can you guys forgive me for it, <laughs> please? Especially our visitors. I'm gonna share next week some things that will make you know that something is not right. If it doesn't make sense to you. Possibly, there's a demon behind it. You know what I mean? If it doesn't make sense, there is a demon. Okay, I'm talking and hoping, and I'm used to doing this. First Corinthians chapter, second Corinthians, sorry, chapter six, verse fourteen. It says, uh, "Do not be unequally yoked together with unbelievers, for what fellowship has righteousness with lawlessness and what communion has light with darkness and what accord has christ with belial or what part has a believer with an unbeliever and what agreement has the temple of god with idols for you are the temple of the living god as god has said i will dwell in them and walk among them, I will be their God, and they shall be my people. Therefore, come out from among them, and be separate, says the Lord, do not touch what is unclean, and I will receive you, and I will be a father to you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, says the Lord Almighty. see, God doesn't want those type of relationships. If you are still being enticed by this type of relationship, you're in real trouble. You don't want to go there. And that's what I was talking about, soul ties initially. You know, I don't, I had girls that I knew, you know, in my past. I don't want anything, I don't even think about them. Because I broke all of those from my life. You know what I mean? I got my wife. That's one of the reasons for divorce. You understand? Young people, when you go out there and keep yourself clean, you don't know who you are going to be with. If you make that mistake, you may lose your life. You may not even know how to stop. And if you've done that, you need to repent and ask God to forgive you and be cleansed. If there's anything like that, because you cannot really enjoy marriage the way God intended it for, because there is a spirit that is challenging your life. These things are so important. They can come in and cause trouble between you and your husband and wife and all of that. You would think it's a natural thing. You're just fighting. No, it's not just ordinary. If you analyze it in the natural, you'll see the reasons why you're fighting. But guess who is behind it? Those demonic forces. They know what strings to pull until you decide, I don't want this person. And your eyes never get open until the person is gone. And once they're gone, then he lets you see what you've done. And then it's really late. We have to be very careful. I am not afraid of demons. Uh, we know how to handle them. Amen? And we'll tell you how to handle them. And what the good thing about it, let me let you know it's so clear. I do that on my own. You can deal with it on your own. If you And I'll show you from the scriptures why you can deal with that. If you think you are being influenced, you can handle it on your own. But sometimes when you're dealing with it on your own, some things like this I won't say before, but I don't care. I want to help people. You know what I mean? You can deal with it. But when you start, if there is manifestation and you can't handle it because you can't be manifesting and praying for yourself at the same time, look for somebody that's going to help you. Amen? (laughs) Amen. I did my own deliverance. You know, I had other people help me, but they couldn't help me very much. I didn't understand it then. But then when the understanding came, I did it on my own and freed myself. Amen. So I can go free other people. And I've done this, you know, for most of my Christian life. You can be truly free. Amen. So try it on yourself. I'm going to teach what to do. Amen. And how you can free yourself. No matter what's happened in the past, you can be free. And you then, after you free yourself, you've taken the plank off your face, right? Then go and free others as well. Amen. You know what to do. So we're going to be talking about all of this. But repentance is the key. Amen. Turning around. Stand up with me tonight. I've talked a lot. Amen. Amen. <laughs> Next week, uh, I'm going to be sharing some things, and I'm going to allow my wife to share some things, too, because she has some experience as well. Is that right, Mama? (laughs) Yeah. But um, truly, it's fun. I I, I don't focus on demons. I focus focus more on the Holy Spirit. Amen? That's the main thing. But we need to know. Amen? We just need to know what we're dealing with. Amen. Raise up your hand to the Lord tonight. And uh, let's give him thanks for the power that he has given us over demons. We don't fear them. We just need to learn how to handle them. Amen. And put them in their place. That's what I'll be talking on Sunday about. Putting Satan in his place. That's the message on Sunday. Amen. Let's thank God for the power that he has given us over demonic forces. And let's tell the Lord we are not going to allow them access into our lives we want to be free we want to be totally free and if i've said a word tonight that that taught something in you go to the lord because you have been defiled amen you need to be free so that god can have a vessel to walk through the holy spirit will walk mighty walks through you but you need to be free first amen father god we thank you for your word tonight thank you Thank you for what you've given to us and the understanding that we can be free and we don't have to be afraid of demons and our dreams are not hunted. We have peace because we have the Prince of peace in our lives. We have no fear because your word says God has not given us the spirit of fear but of power, of love, and of a sound mind. Thank you, Father, for your grace upon our lives. In Jesus' name and God's people said Amen. I'd like to meet our visitors please just